titles. Go. The wings are upside down. I'm not wearing pants. High five for that. 40 on the back. Hot tingle. Regrip and lengthen my buddy's shaft. <laughs> Blink twice. Is it over yet? Uh, not the better man. Ants sperm. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello, welcome to Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul, and I'm not wearing any pants. I'm Hugh, and I am wearing shorts. Is this a new thing? Corpse, and I guess I'm wearing shorts, too. I, I don't know where we're going with this, but... <laughs> I'm Kevin. I don't know where I am. Uh, I'm Jack, and pajama bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what's got you geeked? Well, if it's not getting to the end of the show for me, then it's uh, probably this right here. Pepsi oh. Mango Zero Sugar back in the stores. It's I was walking back, down baby. the aisle. I saw it and I go, ah, or something. I don't know. I scared Avery. She jumped and she was like, what? And I went and I grabbed two 12 packs. And the next time I went there, I grabbed the last two. And basically every time I see it, I'm buying at least one. So uh, I might even lay off the non-alcoholic beer for a while. I think I'm going to stick with this because it's the best thing in the world. However, before I let us move on, I also picked up something last Friday and I've been saving it for tonight. You may have heard about this. Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot. And I am going to try what? it right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of this. It is due with a blast of heat and citrus. I'm opening it. We're going to see if it kills me. I've read some reviews. It's apparently fucking awful. Smells orangey. I want that. He's going to like, not bad. <laughs> Waiting for it. Well, it's not flaming hot like the Cheetos. That's for damn sure. <laughs> there it is. That's a little weird, but I like beers with chili peppers. So this actually isn't. That was that really hot. good. He goes, there it is. Oh, you tried this? No, oh, I said the chili pepper beer. Where'd, where'd you, you get it? Yeah, where'd you get that? Store. Walmart. Oh, Walmart. It's okay. a Walmart. Yeah. I saw it and I'm like, oh, I have to get this and save it for Wednesday. Wow. I was expecting a much bigger reaction for that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Moving on. Is it, is, is it an orange citrus with the, with the sweet or is it? Yeah, it's know? orange citrus and it's got, you know, on the back of my tongue in the middle, I've got a little bit of a tingle going on, but nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing I would have described as flaming hot. I, I saw it, something on, uh, Facebook or one of the other social medias where someone had the whole deal set up. They had the Flaming Hot Mac and Cheese and the Flaming Hot Mountain Dew and something else. Maybe the uh, Flaming Hot 
boneless wings from Buffalo Wild Wings, which are fucking phenomenal, by the way. Are they really flaming hot? They're they're pretty good. They're I mean they're not they don't compare to the actual like hot hot wings at Wild Wings, but they're Any really good. No. It's the should, flaming hot tangle. They, they should call it Buffalo Slimy Wings. Anyway, go ahead. Uh really I'm not a fan of chicken wings, but I really not a fan of chicken wings that are not well done. Well, I like so, okay. yeah, yeah. What what yeah, go ahead, Corbs, you first. Yeah, I was gonna I think Jack and I are gonna have the same question. Are you more like do you like bone in wings or boneless wings? Have you tried you mean chicken you mean chicken nuggets? Basically, yeah. yeah. There's no such thing as a boneless wing. That's right. I mean it's shit. It's, it's just really know, good marketing for chicken nuggets. It's yeah. Processed chicken into various shapes with some breading on it. And I, I'm okay with those. I was going to put it to the test to us five. Is it flats or drums? I got to eat the fucking drums because the wife eats all the flats. Are you kidding me? Okay. I, eat, I eat what's left. I, I get the same problem. I love the flats, but you know, she gets them. Well, I let her have them first. It's not like she's like, give me all the flats, motherfucker. I actually just I give her all the flats, sigh, and sit care. there and eat my drumsticks. See, I like drumsticks. I'm a half and half type of guy. I mean, I, I'm also a fat guy and I'm never going to turn any of them down. But. So no. I know, I, I know Hugh is not going to do this, but I would, I would invite any one of you to go out to Bucks out in Williamstown and have some of their wings. They make some of the most amazing wings with the different sauces you've ever had in your life. Huh. I mean, just crazy different, like uh, um, uh, back at the ranch or Bucks, Bucks at the ranch, which is a ranch dressing based. They've got one that's a blue cheese based. Um, they've just got some phenomenal different wings and they just, ton, you know, ton of sauce on them. They'll do them any way you want. You want them slimy, you want them well done, whatever you want. And they're, they're good sized wings too. What was it? Um, I was in Buffalo uh, last year for the Bills game, and um, you, we've all done bar crawls when we were younger, but this was a wing crawl. So uh, literally, my sister and I, we did a couple uh, bars, and there was like a wing crawl, and there's a place called Shout Out to Gordon's. Um, it's a blue cheese wing, and like it's infused, like you said, uh, Kev, a blue cheese wing, but you dump, dip it in buffalo sauce. Oh, wow. It's really good. Backwards. Backwards. Yeah. Backwards. All right. Let's keep this ship a rolling. Cards, what's got you geeked? Uh, well, let's see. Well, for me, it's going to have, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the ceiling. Because what I wrote, I wrote stuff on the ceiling to remember. Is it gullible up there? That's what's on the ceiling. It's dumbass, but it's backwards. <laughs> um, well, for me, it's uh, Sunday. Last Sunday, played golf. Obviously, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Played golf on the weekends. Um, so I shot the best round I've ever shot last weekend. I shot an eighty-one. Uh, I shot forty-one on the front, forty on the back. So four, four, four bogeys and five pars on the back. So played pretty well. So I'm pretty stoked about that. So. Just gotta say, yeah. forty on the back. That sounds like most like bars in Liverpool. That's... But Corbs, what was it? Your putting, your everything, your driving. Everything, everything just seemed to come together on the back nine. I hit, stroked the ball well off the tee. Second shots in the green were were pretty good. I had obviously had five looks at at birdie. 
two putt in. I, I switched putters. I usually putt with, I used to putt with a wooden putter. My grandparents brought me back from Scotland, uh, right from the old course, right from St. Andrews. So, and it, I noticed that it had a small crack in the mallet. So I said, decided not to use it anymore. I want to break it. And it's, I've had it 20, 25 years. So something that's my grandparents are both, both passed away. So it's something that they brought back. I don't want to take a chance of breaking it. I don't take, take a chance of ruining it. So I'm going to put it in a, I'm going to hang it up on my wall. So, so I went and got a putter for my buddy uh, from three iron. He had Careful with his clubs. Those fuckers yeah. break easy. <laughs> so he gave me one of his putters to use and I, uh, I used that and I actually put it pretty well with it. So I got to get it uh, re-gripped because it's an old grip and then I got to get it the shaft lengthened. So but, I hear uh, yeah. you, man. That's a problem. It is a problem. <clears throat> so, but other than that, I mean, it was, like I said, I, I was pretty stoked. That actually, uh, I, so I was playing with my buddy. He shot a 78. So I, my, my goal, I, I set a goal every year is to shoot under a certain score. Used to be under 100 because I was always in the 100. So I was able to keep it under that. And I was under 95 and I got under that. And now this year, my goal was to shoot under 85. And I shot an 81. So I already got my goal for the year. So you're done. You can just move on to something else. I can, but I'm not going to. He won't. <laughs> so now my goal, my goal now is to shoot an 80. And I, I probably could have shot. I probably, probably definitely should have shot an 80. I probably should have shot in the 70s. Left a couple putts short, stuff like that. So, but hey, it was a good, it was a good round. Uh, pretty stoked about it. So I'm hoping uh, to increase it and, and build on it. So awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. High five. Ready? Yeah, sweet, man. No, no, actually, it's a question. Yeah, high five for that. Um, <laughs> how do you how do you make a goal to shoot under something? Because this is me not understanding golf, yeah. but every course is different. And if a, a a green is or a course is longer, it takes more shots to complete. So I, I would think that you would want to shoot under us under a certain amount based on the course. Am I am I wrong there? No, you're not. You're not wrong. Some courses are different. There are some courses that are are under the normal par for a course is 72. You'll, it'll always be 72. It's the highest it can go. Now, it can come in under that. You can shoot. There's okay. courses that are 71. There's courses that are 70. I usually, we usually play courses that are anywhere from about 70 to 72. So shooting under a certain score, 85 or something like that, is is a is a kind of an average that we that, that I look for. So okay. But yeah, I mean, you, there are some courses. There are part three courses. There's one up in, uh, excuse me, in uh, West uh, West Hill, up on the up on the hill. Yeah. So there's a course right on the right up there. That's a it's a part three course. All the holes are part part threes. So, but the courses that I played, there's you know par fives, par fours. Mainly the court holes are par fours. There's usually two par threes on the front, two par fives on the front, and the same on the back side. You get two par fives, two par threes. So. Okay. Thank you. Sure. And knowing it's half Holy the battle. Holy shit, that thing moves independently of the rest of your face. Wait till later, it'll crawl around and take a little nap under my, under my back of my neck there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev, what's got you geeked? I, I got nothing going on. I just get ready for Star Wars convention, the, the whole uh, celebration thing, galaxy, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and you seem really excited about it 
I'm so excited. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm I'm like blurry eyed. I had a hell of a day today. So at work. So uh, I'm really my thought processes are not really connecting very well. Is Jackass still there? Jackass? No, I don't. He's on vacation. <laughs> yeah, let, let's take a vacation, like a two week vacation, right before you. Yeah, I mean, he comes back. He comes back on Tuesday, and Tuesday is my first day of my vacation. So hopefully, I won't see him ever again. Ever. You shouldn't. Yeah. Ever. But okay. Can care less. I'd like to see him one more time just to tell him how much I care less. That's besides the point. And how much you actually like him? Yes. It's the hugging. That'll be. (laughs) Jack, what you got? Um, this past week I worked a lot. So like, um, as we know, full-time jobs are like you generally 40 hours, but with my second job, I was deciding, okay, I'm going to Star Wars celebration. I want some extra money. So I pulled in an extra 30 hours. So I did 70 hours between both jobs last week. I don't care who you are. Like, I know I'm the youngest in the group. I was just like, so defeated. And I was like, oh my God, I am so tired. Uh, but, um, Hugh mentioned this kind of last episode where he was changing his, um, his windows around a little bit, a little bit like the blinds and blinds stuff. Yeah. 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 And um, (laughs) I just came home and I was like, you know what? In July, I'll hit five years in my house. So I was like, wow, I bought this house five years ago alone. I'm single. Um, So I pay all my bills myself with all that. So it's pretty like, of course we pay our own bills. I get that. But like, uh, but like, like I made sure to budget it the right way, but I bought a sale by owner. This house should not have sold for what it sold for. And now I see because the market's so incredibly insane right now. It's just like my house is literally 85K assessed more than it should be. Um, I turned it from a three bedroom, one bath to a four bedroom, two bath. Um, Repainted all the rooms. Like the rooms were like oranges and browns, made those like a very neutral gray color. My three season room is very inviting. So I really like that. Like I said, my basement flooded. I recarpeted and then I repainted that, made it look very nice. And probably after celebration, I'll get a couch down there, but it's just budgeting the right way. And then literally, yeah, probably I drank a little too much, but I was just impressed with myself. I'm like, yeah, maybe after six beers, I'll have one more beer, seven beers, eight total beers total. I was just like, just walking around my house. I'm like, this fucking shit is mine. So like, this is an end lot. This house is mine. Yes. I was reminiscing. I was just walking around my house in my boxers all alone, just chilling but drinking my beers and like my, if my friends came over, they're like, what the fuck is your problem? But I'm like, none of you fuckers own a house yet. So like, I'm very proud of what I have. Um, this is just a great accomplishment. Um, like what Kev was saying, his driveway is redone. Like I would love to get a new driveway, but mm. I'm just going to reseal it this year, make it look nice because I'll probably sell my house in a couple of years. But like, like I said, like I'm a single guy, of course, I'm going to have a wife and kids, hopefully someday, which will be nice. But um, I have a house to myself. <laughs> yes, Kev. Um, but I'm just really do it. Do it. Uh, I'm just really, but I'm just, I'm just honestly impressed that I have my own house for almost five years all by myself. <laughs> but yeah, I if, can never if remember I, if, which way to point. <laughs> exactly. But if I own, but once I buy a house, I'll be like, oh, here's your engagement ring and prenup. My house, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. <laughs> Sorry. But that's what's got me geeked, and but that's about that's what I got. Also, congratulations! It is a quite an accomplishment. Thank Good you. job. Not to walking around the house in your underwear because I do that. Yeah, every day, that that's but. an indication that you might need to talk to somebody. 
Well, I mean, um, it started it started out like like it was an invitation, like you know, hey, I got my own place, bitches, come on over. And then I was like, I'm walking around in my underwear, drinking beer by myself. And it's like, oh no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, but um, I'll have, I'll, but no, I do want to have a get together. I definitely like to entertain. Like I do a New Year's party every year for my friends. Like it'll be going on my fifth year this year. But like like I said, over the summer, I'd love to have you guys over and show you what I got. That's exactly what house. we're scared of. <laughs> yes yes exactly kev, kev he wants to show us the dawkins yes the Dawkins. we don't need to see your seven inch constantine <laughs> it's more of um a 10 inch um bulbous no vault no i was gonna say bowser <laughs> i don't <laughs> that's all i got i don't i couldn't it's a, I it's a metric ruler that's metric ruler it's it's seven centimeters <laughs> more like millimeters kev all right <laughs> But no, um, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's my turn. Uh, oh, what's God. got me geeked is next section. What this coming Saturday? Uh, we're we're getting to do a really cool experience that we'll be reporting back on, right, Jack? Yep. What um, because you know everyone else is fucking busy. Um, Jack and I are going to be heading out to Rome to experience the uh, Atrophy Escape Ward. Uh, basically what it, what it boils down to is it's a haunted escape room and it's uh, let me read the, the byline for you explore a hidden 1920s asylum in this interactive escape room experience solve puzzles unlock secrets even encounter patients along your group adventure a multi-sensory world of effects hallucinations and altered states await sounds cool Yes, um, our good friends from uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest extended the uh, the offer for for me plus one is what it came down to. I I tried to pull strings, but they only had so many allotments to begin with, and then everybody's got shit going on this coming weekend, so it worked out. So it's Jack and I hopping into the uh, the Falcon and and heading to Rome to check this out. Um, what I found very interesting is this is almost like a pop up. Like they don't have regular hours. Like it just randomly pops back up, and then you got to get your tickets for that weekend. Otherwise, you have to wait a few more months before it comes back. Um, so this sounds like it's gonna be really cool. Um, Jack and I will probably record a little bit beforehand. Probably some really good quality off of my iPhone. Oh, yeah. Um, or you can use that Zoom we never use. There's that too, but I gotta dig that out of the basement. Um. I remember when that was going to change the whole podcast. Going to change that? the world, and we've used it twice. Yeah. What is no, it? but um, Paul, actually, yeah, you're right. Uh, shout out for sure. Like, um, I've been reading the reviews five stars all the way, and every time I read something, sold out, sold out, sold out. It sells out pretty fast. So yes, great. Review. There are still um, a couple slots left for Sunday. We're going on Saturday. Apparently, they have a couple slots left. You'll see in the show notes, and hopefully, this episode goes out, you know, a little bit quicker um and you know if you get out there and we'll share it on facebook before then just because that's where i'm seeing all their stuff anyway but i'm actually really excited about it um we're gonna have a good time it's gonna be a blast it'll be uh seven years apparently since the last time jack and i hung out um because that was the kevin smith trip that he references and the bad poop night um but think about all he only answered five questions and two from geek pod yes and he was given a, a CD 
of some select Geekpad episodes that I'm sure he promptly threw into a trash can when he walked backstage. Dude, he um, smoked a reefer. He probably just went back to smoke again. He probably used that as like the fucking the cutting dish for his fucking weed. That's I'm okay with this. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> um, that about does it for what's got me geeked, right, guys? Sure. All right, moving on. So, guys, what are you playing? Nothing. Moving on. It looks like it's time for Kev's Tabletop Review. All right. This week, I found something really, really cool. I know I say that a lot, but this is one of the neatest Star Wars-based games I have ever seen. It is not laced with miniatures that cost $100 a piece, and then you have to buy them all and then play some game with them. I don't even know what the hell the game is. I've seen them. Painting. Yeah, paint, you know, painting them. Is that, that the game? Is Really, that's how it goes? It's a hobby. Oh, all right. Well, I, okay, all right. I, I get that. I understand that. This is Star Wars customizable card game so originally came out in 1995 this is it was a box set this is the starter set it was around oh uh, no it was it was exactly 120 cards it was 60 cards for the rebellion and 60 cards for the um empire empire paul have you seen the game you know yes okay so you know the game i know of it oh okay okay you ever you ever seen it you ever seen any of the cards uh, yeah, when I did the Google search, so I could grab stuff for this. They um, really remind me of the, the the collectible cards that you used to get for for Star Wars. They also really remind me of Magic: The Gathering. That's why they look familiar. So, <laughs> um, so it's it's a really it's it's exactly what it is. It's a uh, in Star Wars the customizable card game. You take on the role of either the Rebellion of the Empire and try to debate uh, to deplete your opponent's life force by battling on the ground and in space so um if you if you go on over to boardgamegeek.com and check out the the uh, details for this you're going to see a lot of great pictures and you're going to see where they talk about how there are over two thousand cards for this game now yeah so the they stopped printing this in 2001 and I, I mean, it's a if you if you know what Magic the Gathering is, or if you go and you look at some right. of the, the video playthroughs for this, you will you will get you will understand this game very very quickly. You've got some you've got some player cards you put in front of you that you can arrange your cards on to play your battles against the other person. You build your you build your deck to um, to 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 do the best kind of battle. You, know, you have the better points. You have the better kinds of players. You hope that you can survive so that you can. Uh, you know, take your, your opponent down. So that's really the, how the game plays. Um, I'm going to read you a little bit about uh, the the um, the statistics behind the game. Co- again, according to the reviews and stuff on Board Game Geek, uh, two player. Um, really, they say it's the best if you just play two player. Uh, about 60 minute play time, ages nine and up, and a wait. And here here's where it's kind of kind of waits out of my typical playing realm 3.17 out of five now that's not to say that and according to what to what i saw that's not to say that you couldn't really pick up this very very quickly 
especially if you kept some smaller decks. So um, I went online to see if I could find some of these. And sure enough, for about 40 bucks, I can get a beginning box set on eBay. So that's 120 cards. And you can, you can continue to build your cards. I saw a 400 card set for a little over 100 bucks. So you could, really, you could really name your price on some of these. And the really cool part of this, and I'm going to read you this. Um, uh, game went out of print in 2001, but an active players committee keeps the game alive by producing new free virtual card expansions that are released frequently. You can customize your deck by adding or removing cards between games to tweak it. So how cool is that? There's a community out there that's keeping this game alive. Huh. There's a community keeping something alive that's based on Star Wars? Oh, I've never heard of that before. Imagine that. I know, right? So very, very cool. I was a collector. Well, wasn't really a collector, but um, my, my dear mother, who's uh, since deceased, um, did buy me a few of the, um, the original uh, collecting cards for, for Star Wars. And I still have some of those. I, I, I had found a box of them uh, when we cleaned out the house, the big house uh, years ago. Um, and I still have them. Um, looking back at them reminded me of, of, you know, pulling them out and looking at them, reminding, reminding myself of the story. And I can just imagine that this game would do the exact same thing because the cards, the, the pictures on them are from the movies. Um, and it just, it, it, it just, it really hit me, you know, gave me the, 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 the feels. So I'm going to say that this is something that I may actually invest in. Um, Go ahead. I'll play just, against you. Just as something to have. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a lot of fun. And, 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 you know, especially the whole card collecting aspect of it and, and you know, building, if you could build the deck. And I'm not sure what the virtual stuff looks like. I haven't really seen that yet. I have a feeling they have designed it so it could be printed out and put it on a card stock. That would be pretty cool. So, uh, again, check out BoardGameGeek.com. The name of the game is Star Wars Customizable Card Game. Uh, again, came out in 1995. So, this one looks like it's a lot of fun. And I can't believe I missed out on it when it first came out. You were a little busy being in the military and shit at that point, weren't you? I was out by then, actually. But I was. I <laughs> Corpse was... Or not Corvus, but uh, Jack was telling us a story earlier about uh, working two jobs. In 1995, I want to say I probably had three, maybe four jobs that I worked. None of them full time, um, but uh, I, you know, from tent and bar, two different places, uh, waiting tables, uh, delivering pizzas. Tom uh, Selleck stunt a, double. Say again. Tom Selleck stunt double. Yeah, no. Although that is how I met my wife. She kind of thought I looked like somebody that I wasn't. <laughs> Imagine that. Story for another time. <laughs> he's his brother. It's Kev, Kev Selleck. <laughs> it's my, he's my uncle, by the way. <laughs> uncle Selleck. <laughs> no, it'd be Uncle Tom. Yeah, Uncle Tom. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but you went, oh, I love it. Hey, he's got a nice cabin. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's taking it one step too far. <laughs> Uncle Tom's cabin up here. On the beach. That was a great song, though. Warren, that's, Warren, that, that's right? where I that's where I went to with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uncle Tom's cabin. Here comes Cub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think it's a good time to send it to break.
Uh, stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. Fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Before you click on that article about why many female octopuses bash themselves on rocks and eat parts of their own body to kill themselves before their eggs hatch so they don't eat them, and trust me, it's fucking terrifying, and you really want to walk away from that nightmare-inducing information, especially before 4chan weaponizes it and says the world would be better if human mothers did the same thing, here's the news. First up, CGI Hulk. The first trailer for She-Hulk Attorney at Law has been released. I think it looks hilarious and entertaining. However, the internet is concerned about the CGI effect on Tatiana Maslany creating the green lawyer. While many said it's likely not finished, comparisons to Shrek are, well, spot on. It does look pretty bad, which has led many to wonder why they didn't go the makeup route. Gamora looks great in Guardians of the Galaxy. She-Hulk kind of looks like Fiona got a new hairstyle. Every other single thing about this trailer looks great, and it's spot on as far as the comic goes. It would be a shame for the series to fail on the one thing the largest entertainment company in the world should be getting right. Disney and Marvel are known for making TV shows that look great but make no fucking sense, like Moon Knight. Why change up that dynamic now? Next up, Doctors Who? Last week's announcement of Shudi Gatwa taking over as the next Doctor on Doctor Who have taken a big turn. Showrunner Russell T. Davies has already begun shooting the 60th anniversary special set to broadcast in 2023. However, set photos and videos have not shown Shudi Gatwa. But the 10th Doctor, David Tennant, back in the skinny brown suit, accompanied by his companion of that era, Donna Noble, and her grandfather, Will. What is going on? 
It's been suggested this could be a lost story, a parallel universe, and 10 other fucking things. It's clearly not just a quick cameo as filming has been going on for days now and seems bigger than that. And 20 minutes before we sit down to record this, the BBC Doctor Who page dropped a comment that could point to Matt Smith's 11th Doctor also being involved. That is not confirmed at all, and my head may explode before the show is even broadcast. Now, cue the awful internet. People are saying that after the first female doctor failed, they needed to bring back one of the most popular doctors in history to prop up the brand new first black doctor ever. Or it's the 60th anniversary. Why wouldn't you bring out the big guns for 60 years of a television show? 60 years of continuous story without a reboot. That's a pretty big fucking deal. Can you all stop being racist shitbags for a minute and let us enjoy what looks like a banner year for the longest running sci-fi show in the world? Thanks for that, fuckers. And finally, white woman states the obvious. President of Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy came out this week to say they have learned from the movie Solo that recasting legacy characters with new actors does not work. Welp, we could have saved you $300 million. Pretty sure everyone on the internet was screaming that when the news broke. While it's nice to hear that they have learned a lesson for movies going forward, it's alarming that this was not clear to them from the start. Now, I'm poor. I have no marketing department. I have zero resources, and I could have told you that right away. Can I be president of Lucasfilm? I promise to stop all of the stupid ideas dead in their tracks, like the Landell Calrissian karaoke competition? Nope. Chewbacca and C-3PO in an odd couple-like sitcom? Has charm, but no. Origin of how Jabba changes from a man to a giant slug? That's really a comic book and not a TV series. See how easy it is to be president of Lucasfilm? You can reach me at the GeekPob website. And that's the news, kids. Now, like Madison Cawthorn conceding his Senate seat, I will roll back into obscurity and let someone else take over. Unlike Cawthorn, no videos will be released of me naked and pretending to buttfuck someone. Paul? <laughs> In other news, the average person speaks 5,000 words a day. Corbs, on the other hand, speaks 46. Corbs? That's too many. <laughs> Oh, you wanted me to speak? This is your, your one, you're, one time you're using, when you're supposed to. You're using up your words. Stop. I'm not right? going to have enough to finish. <laughs> and a few words. <laughs> we should do a, uh, a counter right. one of these times. All right. Oh. So the movie I'm going to do is Evolution. It's Wasn't there a Pearl Jam song? I do the I Evolution. Hate, I hate Pearl Jam, so let's not go there. I don't know why. Yeah, you can whatever you want like that. When when you live in a, a house with four dudes and all you do all day is drink and they listen to Pearl Jam for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for an entire month, the same album on repeat, I wanted to drive an ice pick. That sounds like a them problem, ear. not a Pearl Jam problem. So, Corbs, you were not yeah, the it was. You were not the better man. <laughs> <laughs> was, was one of your housemates named jeremy <laughs> you're lucky you're still alive <laughs> how about jeremy no okay i'm done now all right so evolution <laughs> jeremy has jeremy has spoken <laughs> all right so it's evolution 
uh, starting starring David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott, Julianne Moore, and Ted Levine. The most nineties movies yes. ever. Yeah, but it was made in the two thousand. So, um, directed by Ivan Raven, better known for his directing of the Ghostbuster franchise. And it was released on June 8th, 2001. All right. So Glen Canyon, Arizona, the present day. Wayne, a practicing at night in the desert for his upcoming fireman's exam, witnesses the impact of a meteorite. The next day, biology teacher Dr. Ira Kane and geology teacher Henry Phineas Block from Glen Canyon Community College managed to get to the meteorite, which is stuck in the ground at the bottom of a cave. By taking a sample, they discover a slimy blue fluid coming out of the meteorite. And a little later, Ira Kane finds out that the meteorite of is a single-celled life form dwelled in a fluid evolved at an alarming rate, even while he's watching. What first seems like a sure ticket to Sweden for the Nobel Prize soon develops into a nightmare. By evolving and adapting at an unbelievably fast rate, the aliens start to spread out and the military comes in. Now it's all down to what Darwin so rightfully stated, survival of the fittest and no good idea in sight. So, I mean, it's, I I don't know. I own this movie. I don't know. I owned a lot of movies, but that's don't 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 look at me like that. I owned I a lot of kind of like this is a classic movie. That's nah, not really a classic. All right, hold on. Be honest. Yeah. W- was this Kelly browbeating you to do things that aren't from the eighties? No. It's safe here. You can tell us. Blink twice if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? Is this a State Farm commercial? <laughs> Did you like this? I actually I've never heard of this movie to be honest. Really? I never actually did kind of I I, I kind of liked it at first. Like when I first saw it, I, I thought it was kind of funny. David Duchovny, I mean, you you think of him in X Files, and then you see him in this, and it's two totally different characters. And I didn't watch much of the X Files. My father loved the X Files. It was uh, I never really got into it, but I mean, I mean, obviously Linda Jones is funny. I think Sean William Scott was funny at the time. I mean, he was funny in the America Pies and all that stuff. Stifler and all that. I recall if I and I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that this movie was filmed during the seasons that David Duchovny left the show and wasn't really on it. And I'm like, when I saw it, I'm like, this is what he left for. Like, I thought he was going to be a Hollywood leading man, and it, it right. just it wasn't it wasn't no, that it, kind of movie. No, it wasn't. No. It, it really was a bad movie. Um, <laughs> it did have some really kind of funny parts and, and whatnot, and it also stands. Stars uh, Dan Aykroyd as a cameo in it as the mayor for. Oh no shit! Yeah, so it kind of ties into the Ghostbusters theme between Reitman and, and Dan Aykroyd and all that stuff. So, um, I mean, out of five stars, you probably gonna, I'll probably give it two stars. I mean, I do catch it every once in a while. There's some pretty funny scenes in there, um, like when they're in the mall. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. Probably I know Jack hasn't. I have. You have once. Yeah, a long time ago. Kev, and that was enough. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, it's it's definitely not it's not definitely not a rewatch movie. Like I, it was done the other day when I had uh, HBO for free with uh, Verizon. I want to see it. 
it's actually, I mean, it's it's a funny movie, but you'll you'll at the end of it you'll go, yeah, I could have done without this. I want my two hours back or whatever, however long it is, hour and a half or whatever. So I mean, I give it two stars. Like I said, there are some funny scenes in it. The scene in the mall is pretty funny with Sean William Scott making the bird noises and the microphone, and they tend to they want to. Duchovny and Orlando Jones want to shoot him. <laughs> it so. definitely wasn't worth two years of Where's Mulder stories on the X Files. Uh-huh. <laughs> True. So that's all I got. All right. Uh, well, Ebert. As soon as I find out where it is, <clears throat> he, uh, he he doesn't. Is he still alive at this point? He's dead. He's uh, dead yeah, now. I think he yeah, died in two thousand and eight. Hold on, let me get to the bottom of it. 2013, he died. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he gives it two and a half stars. <clears throat> and he says, <clears throat> I can't quite recommend evolution, but I have a sneaky affection for it. It's not good, but it's nowhere near as bad as most recent comedies. It has real laughs, but it misses real opportunities. For example, by giving us aliens who are sort of harmless it sets up a situation where the heroes should be trying to protect them but no everybody wants to kill them apparently because the national psyche has reverted to the 1950s when all flying saucers were automatically fired on by the army ivan reitman who directed the film also made ghostbusters and there are times when you can see that he remembers his earlier success all too well both movies have vast gaseous monsters although only this one keenly keenly alert to the bodily orifice du jour gives us help i'm trapped up in the alien sphincter jokes i have days on the movie beat jesus i have days on the movie beat when i don't know if i'm a critic or a proctologist as the film (laughs) as the film opens a would-be firefighter played by sean william scott is practicing by rescuing an inflatable doll from a burning shack when a flaming meteor crashes nearby. Harry Block, played by Orlando Jones, a scientist from nearby Glen Canyon Community College, is called to investigate and brings along his friend, science instructor Ira Kane, played by David Duchovny. They discover the meteor has punched through to an underground cavern where it is oozing strange, slug-like little creatures. Kane and Block have a nice double act together. Like the characters in Ghostbusters, they talk intelligently, possess wit and irony, and are not locked into one-liners. Jones even gets a laugh out of a significant nod, which is not easy in a film at this decibel level. I also liked how they came up with a popular drugstore item as a weapon against the invaders. The alien creatures have the amazing ability to evolve in brief generations into whatever the screenplay requires. Flying dinosaurs, creepy crawlies, savage reptiles, even a sad-eyed E.T. clone that has an alien tooth monster hiding down its throat. The army is called in, led by Dr. Woodman, played by Ted Levine, a soldier scientist who worked with the Ira Kane once before. He's a dangerous disgrace. Turns out Ira inoculated platoons of soldiers with a substance which with such side effects as diarrhea, blindness, <laughs> facial paralysis, and hair loss. The army named this tragic syndrome after Kane. I found myself thinking of funnier names for it, starting with the bald runs. <laughs> Dr. Woodman's assistant is Allison Reed, played by Julianne Moore, 
whose character trait is that she falls over everything. She is, however, funny in other ways and sides with the two community college guys when her boss tries to freeze them out of the investigation. Meanwhile, the evolving creatures take on weird manifestations while the mother of all creatures is expanding down there in that cavern, generating all manner of strange offspring while preparing to make an appearance in the grand finale, naturally. The aliens are clever and bizarre movie creatures designed by special effect wizard Phil Tippett, who applied the basic theory of panspermia, according to the press notes, which I always study after movies like this. It will come as news to panspermists jesus christ the pansperm can evolve into amphibians reptiles birds and mammals within a week <coughs> evolution parts company with the basic theory almost before the publicist can get it into the notes but never mind one does not attend this movie for scientific fact that is what the star trek series is for would it surprise you if I said that after 90 minutes of preparation, we discover that the entire movie has been leading up to a moment when the Orlando Jones character finds himself occupying the business end of a giant alien's digest digestive tract. Jesus Christ. Not if you have a sense of fair play. Earlier in the movie, a little alien crawls under Jones' skin and lodges in his intestines. <coughs> Inspiring emergency measures by a doctor who cries, there's no time for lubricant. Inspiring Jones to utter the best line in the movie. There's always time for lubricant. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. But you're thinking, you're thinking too much of other people. So the uh, the moral bleep, of this bleep, movie bleep, is... Bleep, spit it out, pig boy. <laughs> the moral of this movie is pants sperm. <laughs> Cut. Not uh -huh. pants, sperm. But oh. now that is a title. <laughs> <laughs> and an unfortunate accident. <laughs> I thought you really said like pant, like pants, sperm. Pan sperm. Pan sperm. That's when you add a, something a little extra to your scrambled eggs. I thought you said they, pants sperm. Okay, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it, the end part. As we're and, what they, and what they call the disease that Ira Kane gave the troops is the Kane madness. Kind of like your name there. Yes. Look at that. I was wondering what the fuck that was about earlier. Um, <laughs> so right. yeah, that, that, that scene with Orlando Jones and there's always time for lubricant is pretty funny. I mean, in a very fair statement, I, I would say. I, I mean, yeah, because the, the the alien that's in him is like traveling, it's like going up and down his leg and all that stuff, and it's like, oh, it's heading for his balls, and he's. They're talking about taking his leg or whatever, and he's like, "No, don't take my leg." And then when they said it, he's like, "Take the leg, take the leg." <laughs> so then uh -huh. he reached into his rectum. Rectum. Nearly killed, killed, killed him. Fucking killed him. Um. All right. Well, that was a good one. Quick, concise. You guys have all seen this movie. I have not. I avoided this one. No. Um. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Hugh has seen this movie. So. Perfect. That tells me everything I need to know. It's just the two of you that saw it. Um, yeah. Somehow I missed. Kevin's got to watch it. He said, "Though I just I don't understand if if Duchovny wanted to break away from the X Files, why he made a movie about aliens." Was there a hot chicken? <laughs> well, Julian, Julian Moore. Moore. Julian Moore. Yeah. Well, he was chasing her tail. Maybe. Could have been. He was with he was with Taylor Leone at the time. Yeah. That didn't stop him from chasing every yeah. freaking tail he found. Hence his HBO show um all right 
Um, let's move it right along then to Jack's erroneous question of the week. Cue the music. Where is it? All right. right. (laughs) Post, Jack. They drop it in post. A week later. Oh, right, right, right. Post. (laughs) Podcast magic. All right. Magic. The magic's happening. All right. Imagination. <laughs> all right so for this week we um i know we're not doing like games we're playing so i decided to do video game trivia jesus we can't get away from this fucking game you really can't get away from it so now wait a minute are we what? talking about consoles um the what, uh, cabinets what kind of video games just overall video games just general rule of thumb is video games consoles mainly Okay. okay. Hit us. Three questions. What what is the most sold video game in the world? Frogger. No. Pac-Man. Is it a Mar- no. a Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt? <laughs> no. It's FIFA. Nobody no. ever bought that game. You got it free. Well, yeah, well, but Soccer? they bought the Nintendo. Yeah, you had to buy the NAS system. sold yeah. a lot, so. The most the the, the hmm. What's the most sold video game of all time? I thought it was original Mario, but I was wrong. Pong. It was an NHL game, wasn't it? No. no. I don't know. Believe it or not, I was shocked when I heard this. It was Minecraft. Oh, yeah, Who the hell yeah. paid for Minecraft? Yeah, I thought that was free. No kidding. No kidding. All right. So this one's really cool. What does the name Nintendo mean? Wasn't that the guy's name? I used to know this. It's a Japanese word, so Nintendo came from Japan. So what does Nintendo mean? Happy fun time. (laughs) No. I don't know. I thought I thought it was the name of the creator of the company. It's something hard to say in Japan. I can't say his name, but all right. So that one, do you want to take some guesses or no no idea at all? I guessed. Yeah. Um Leave luck to heaven. Yes. Okay. That was kind of interesting. All right. So this one, actually, I did know. So like this one, I did know off the top of my head, which was kind of impressive. What is the most expensive video game they've ever made? Cyberpunk 2077. No. So like this is like budgeting for like games. Like why is this game like the most expensive video game made? So, like, to cost me yes. the most money? No, 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 no. Like, it to make, make the game. Oh, to make the game. Yes. I don't know. That's this stranding. One, no, this one, actually, if you think about it, you'll know. Hmm. <gasps> no. No. Pong. No. No. I had to make them harder this week because you guys were doing so good the last couple weeks. Free guy. <laughs> movie. No. Not a real game. World of Warcraft. Good guess, but no. That is in the top 10. Is it a sports game? Leisure no. Suit Larry. <laughs> no. Is it, it's probably since they started using real actors for the voice acting, right? Because voice they, actors have been in this game. Because they, they had to pay a lot more money for that. Yep. Here's a hint. It's a, fran- it's, it's, it's a franchise. Like they have so multiple games of these. And Call of Duty. Fantasy. What's up? I said Call of Duty. 
Call of Duty is, I think, number two or three. But no. Final Fantasy. No. Um, it's cousin Final Fallacy. <laughs> that's a good one. No. <laughs> Do you give up? <laughs> yes. Grand Theft Auto Five. What? It was really? like two hundred and sixty million dollars for a why? I don't know. For something like, that they're selling for like ten bucks now. I know, but Grand Theft oh, Auto no. Six comes out in like I think a couple years, but like or next year, I don't know. But but a Call of Duty, I think, was number two or three on the list, and World of Warcraft was like nine or ten or something. Yeah, but Grand Theft Auto Five led directly to Grand Theft Auto Online, which basically means they're printing money now. Yes, mm. that that was that was the whole the whole point there. Which they're giving away free now on, on the PS Network. Yeah, but people buy stuff that you buy cash and people are stupid. You have to pay to get into the PS network, don't you? Don't you have to have a membership? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That's that's not expensive, though. No, but that's where they get. Well, no, Rockstar is not making any money there. That's all going to Sony. But Rockstar sells in-game All sorts of shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was really cool though. Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, Simon from Walking Dead. He was one of the voice actors. I forget the actor's name. He was really. That was really cool. He was. I know who you're talking about though. Yeah. What's Simon that? Hug. What's up? <clears throat> so, I think it's Simon. Yeah. Hug or something like that. Something yeah, like. he was just on Snowpiercer too. Oh, was he? Nice. He's a good actor. Like he would. Like I was like, wow. When I heard his voice, I'm like, this sounds familiar. And <laughs> like what Kev said, they had voice actors and. The soundtracks they have to pay for, the graphics, the maps, just way too big. But like you said. And then they usually have to pay off the people that they steal the images from, they digitize for the splash mm-hmm. screens. Yeah. Right. But let's just well, all admit, Saints Row is way better. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have, they've had voice actors for a long time, but um, within the past few years, they've been using celebrities. Big names. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, the, what, what was the one game where they used Norman, Norman Reedus? He used Death, Stranding. Death Stranding. That's why okay. I, I suggested that one. Yeah. So... I mean, these games, they're paying these guys a lot of money, male, female, whatever, the actors, they're paying them a lot of money to get their likeness in there because they know that's going to sell the game. Right. Same with that cyberpunk. Didn't they use Keanu Reeves? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he's very sorry for that, actually, by the way. But in both both of those instances, it's possible that those big stars worked at a reduced rate or just union rate because they both like video games. And Norman Reedus uh, really likes... um, uh, the the guy that created Silent Hill who did Death Stranding. Fuck, why can oh. I not remember? Hideo Kojima. Oh. Um, formerly of, uh, I believe, Team Silent and Konami and all that. So Because they were going to make a Silent Hill game a while back starring Norman Reedus and uh, you know Konami ended up pissing him off and he walked away and there hasn't been a Silent Ooh. Hill game since. Uh, and Keanu Reeves, of course, loves video games. So uh, I'm pretty sure that both of those were passion projects for at least those two actors. Nice. Good to know. And I'll leave you with this, everybody, then. Um, next week, I'm not going to be here, Kev, so you're off the hook there, too. One of you three will get the trivia question of the week. Don't know who it is yet. And back to Paul. Wait, so you're going to send us a question that still doing it? Cool. Okay. One of you will get it. I will listen to the podcast to see who does it. Could be Corbs, <laughs> could be Hugo, could be Paul. Gonna, Kev, you're off the hook, buddy. He's going to listen. I know. No, he won't. He'll be in Star Wars land. He's not listening to shit. I know nobody does. Nobody listens to these fucking shows. That's true. Except yeah, for the people who are also messaging us while we're trying to record. Um. Anyway, let's uh, let's person. throw it to break and finish this thing up, huh? 
What do you say? Person. Stick with us. Fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Music means it's time for my weekly topic, which may be the last one according to our poll. Um, guys, what is the one thing you gravitate to or look forward most to at a convention? The toys. Not that kind of convention. That got figures. I'm always <laughs> on the look for, you know, a, a good horror deal figures, on usually. Horror figures. Yes. Yeah, you know, because they're notoriously hard to find because it's not as big of a market as superhero action figures so it's it's you know very difficult to find specific things right like what 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 would you be looking for Hugh well I mean I, I spent a long time trying to find a uh, a good pinhead and I, oh. I found something that was a passable pinhead before my wife found the actual shorter one that I'd been looking for uh, gotcha. another good example is let me just pull them out here. Took me a long time to find this Freddy. This Freddy. What? I was there. Is That's that the one? Sh- yep. This Freddy has a cloth outfit. The sweater oh, is wow. fitted. The pants are real. The hat comes off. Came wow. with a bunch of other things. But, you know, it's, I don't buy, I'm not one of those people that buys everything. So when I want to have, you know, one of each of the, the, the horror icons, I'm looking for probably a specific one. I look at them all and I go, you know what? That's the one I like the best. The one I feel represents the franchise the best. 
and yeah, so it can be difficult to find just the right thing, especially as, as you delve down into less popular horror movies, it gets a lot more difficult. Now, have you looked into any of the, the Toonie terrors, the one that kind of like cartoonized all See, of I, I don't like any of that shit. I want something that looks like Look, it came from the movie. Right off the screen. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know because I saw they did a reanimator guy there and I've never seen the show. So the doctor from reanimator. Yeah. And I almost nice. swiped that up for you. So I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still would have, if I didn't pay for it, I would have been, you know, oh, this is really cool, but I wouldn't buy, you know, something cartoony like that for myself. And just for the record, Paul, I was totally going to vote for Broken News with Chet Golding, but the damn thing won't let me vote because I think I'm an admin on the GeekPod page. Oh, okay. I actually thought about creating a bunch of fake Facebook accounts just to vote for that one. <laughs> I'll vote it. <laughs> um, yeah, Chet's not too happy with his uh, his um, performance on the poll right now. He's not. Oh, well. He's, he's unhappy. But you know what? If he did more than one fucking video, one more than one news report, maybe. He would... I, I haven't answered your question if we're, if we're still on topic. Well, no, we're done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you, tell us your experience with the one convention you've been to so far. That's just be, that was the only comic. It wasn't actually the only comic con I've been to. I've been to other conventions. I've been to a lot of Oh, conventions. you told me it was your first con. I'm sorry. First comic con. Well, Official Comic Con. Have I been, is this the first Comic Con? And maybe it was the There's first. There's those Comic dice Con. again. Yeah, what? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sounds like a you're spinning huh. wheel over. Whatever. There. Anyway, um, I I will be looking forward to the um cosplay. Fucking pervert. <laughs> well, there is a competition there, Kev. There is. I saw that. There will be, and you haven't heard about it yet. Oh, are you going to tell us about this, or is that going to be when you return? I will, actually. <laughs> Easy. <clears throat> Easy. I'll tell you right after the segment. Okay. Um, Look at no. that foreshadowing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know I'm a rookie to the conventions. I know we bend to some as the um, Geek Pod page. Believe it or not, I met Paul and Corbs at the first one at the Landmark one. That's the first one we went to. Totally wasn't set up or anything. No, I know you were not <laughs> happy. You were like, he was running around. Corbs is just Corbs himself. He's calm. Paul's like, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, this is fun. Um, but no, um, I guess like what it's like what Hugh says. Like I don't need to have one of everything, but um, I would say the pictures. Um, the pictures are pretty memorable and all that. My buddy's gonna do pictures and autographs, but like I don't need to have everything. But um, just meeting somebody, it's like like you McGregor, Anthony Daniels, and Carl Weathers. I'm getting pictures with them. Yes, I paid a lot of money for those pictures, but you know what? Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> but, but um, it's a once once in a lifetime thing. You're not going to see those guys at any of the, the other cons that will hit. Right. Um, it's once in a lifetime. I shake like hopefully I can shake their hand. If not, we're probably between the. I hope it's not between the glass, but we'll, we will see. But it'll be like I enjoy your work, but um. Even if it's not Star Wars, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, my fa- one of my favorite um, people in cinema history. Over, I'll say it over Rocky Balboa. I like um, Apollo Creed more. So Jack, I think it's really cool. What? Um, how much did you pay for the Carl Weathers? hundred. If you don't mind asking. Okay. Hundred and ten dollars split two ways, so it's like fifty-five bucks. Um, if I give you twenty-five bucks, will you will you do the picture in like Rocky like fucking boxing trunks? 
I was gonna. I was. I'm not, I was gonna ask him. Can I pretend to punch you in the chin? He might <laughs> sock you one. <laughs> Ding. That is totally fine. Or like, he might gonna, respond, "Wow, no one's ever asked me to do that before." <laughs> but no, but like no, like that's what's cool, like about it. Like yes, like you're gonna be a fanboy with all these things, but you gotta respect him, I guess. Like, but like the picture. Yes. Yes. I mean, human decency. I just... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um nice so photo ops that's that's your thing cool because you said pictures and that could go like two ways that could just be like photo ops yeah i should have been yeah, more just pictures that. throughout the con because hugh and i have especially i mean i think back to um nickel city we got a ton of really cool pictures there mm-hmm. one of my favorite pictures ever since we've been doing this podcast is the one when when we got to pose with the uh the tag mm-hmm. titles Yep. That is one of my favorite pictures of all time. Um, and I think we took like three of them and we only kept the one where like we're straight mean mugging. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and now I have to find that picture and I'll repost it for us. Um, God, we should really do that kind of again, Hugh. We should. Yes. Just hopefully a little bit cheaper this time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm digressing. That, that was in Buffalo. Buffalo? Yeah. That was a whole weekend thing and that was... That was wild. That was the one when Hugh and I traipsed Buffalo oh, yeah, until yeah, yeah. 4 a.m. <laughs> Damn near killed each of us. One of us powered through the next night to go bar hopping with celebrities. Quasi celebrities. Right. No, he's a celebrity. Good close enough. We love Ming. Don't I don't make I don't want to make it sound otherwise, but Ming's great, especially since he still remembered us. So moving on. Uh Corbs. How about you? And this doesn't have to be comic cons. I know you've done like sports card shows and stuff like that too. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, uh, I'm not a big fan of the comic cons, as you guys know, obviously, because I'm not big into that. You guys don't like them fucking nerds. I don't like nerds. I don't know why I like you fuckers. Yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> um. Yeah. When I was younger, I did a lot of like uh, baseball card shows. I was. We were, I was selling baseball cards and stuff like that. He's so calling for us me, nerds. Was, yeah, right? I was a nerd before it was cool. <laughs> so, um, but for me, it was just, it was actually meeting the celebrities. Like, I actually got to meet some of these guys and, you know, and, and talk to them. Um, you know, my biggest, the, the biggest person that, or the one I met and enjoyed the most was when I met Ted Williams. Um. My brother is a huge Ted Williams fan. He was always a Ted Williams fan. So we went to a baseball card show where Ted Williams was signing autographs. And I have a book of the 100 greatest hitters. And he's got a big spread in the back. He's the last guy in the thing. It's a big picture of him. Two pages. Same picture, two pages. And I put it down on the, on the table in front of him. And he looked at it and he was like, oh, my God. And he just started rambling off like this was in spring training. It was off of this guy. I hit the ball. I hit a double off the fence, right field fence. And I'm looking at him like, okay, it's like one in 3,000 hits that you had. How the fuck do you remember that? You know, and my brother, we had this, the, had the science of hitting book. And my, it had a picture of like his hot zones. Like now they, you talk about hot zone and cold zone and stuff like that. He actually was the first guy that did any of that stuff. So we thought it would be pretty cool to have him sign it. He put it down there. He just signed it. And it's my brother. My brother was like, what the hell was that all about? You know, like my brother wanted a chance to talk to him. And I was the one I got to talk to. 
about me and stuff like that. So my brother was right there next to me. So I mean, he got to, he was in the conversation, but it was, you know, I put the book down and, and he would, he just was, you know, he got to, we got to, you know, talking about that. And he asked if I played baseball and stuff like that. So we got talking about that and then held the lineup. And one of the guys was like, Hey, you know, we need to keep the line going. And he just looked at the guy like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm Ted Williams. I'll do what I want. So I talked to him for like five minutes, you know, so it was, that was pretty cool. But it was, for me, it was just meeting these guys, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, I met Ted Williams. I met Pete Rose. Um, I met probably, I'll say maybe a hundred baseball Hall of Famers going up to Hall of Fame induction. They used to have um, uh, an outdoor signing on. So the introduction was on Saturday. We'd go up there on We'd go up there like Thursday afternoon. And obviously, I wasn't in school, and it was during the summertime. So we'd go up there Thursday and spend the entire weekend up there. Sometimes not even with a hotel room. We'd just go up there and sleep in the car, sleep on the street and stuff. Because we one year we went up there, and we were going to get a hotel a hotel up there. And the closest we could get was in Syracuse. Ooh. So we were like, my dad's like, well, I'm not driving back and, not driving back and forth to a hotel from Syracuse. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to stay in my fucking apartment. So he's like, well, let's go to the, so we went, we drove to, into, um, honestly, we drove into Utica and went to Hills and bought lawn chairs. And we slept uh, right out in front of the car, put the lawn chairs in the, in the street. We weren't the only ones doing it either. It was like a giant, it, was, it ended up being like a giant party out there. Well, yeah, because the town kind of shuts down. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a, if you've never been to Cooperstown, it is literally an old town it, it hasn't updated there's no fast food joints in there there's no like cell phone places in there your cell phone works in the area but you know but there's nothing like there's no verizon stores there's no nothing like no starbucks no dunkin donuts in, in the in the actual city there are some on the outs, outskirts but it is an old old town you it's like a the, 50s era yeah it might even be like a hometown 40s. era yeah it's very hometown everything very is home. baseball themed yeah, everything centers everything. around baseball. Yes. Yeah. So, and it's just it, it, I enjoy going. It's a great time, but for me, it was always going to, to meet these guys and getting a chance to talk to them and, and seeing some of these guys and just you know, it was these guys were more like when my dad was watching baseball. So it was a good chance to watch my father interact with some of these guys. I mean, his favorite ball player, he never got a chance to meet him because he passed away. Um, but he got to meet one of the other guys on the team, Willie Stargell. And, and just a chance to talk to these guys. I mean, they're they're just normal people, and sometimes they enjoy talking to the fans when they're there and stuff like that. So it was just it was just a great time. It was always fun to, to meet these people and and just get autographs. You know, right? That, that was that was it for me. Like meeting the people and actually getting the autographs. I mean, I still I still have some of the autographs. I mean, my father's got them. He's got them in a um, I think in a safety deposit box. We got nice. autographed pictures, autographed baseballs. And stuff like that. Now we got these autographs, and since we've gotten them, some of the people have passed away, so the autographs have increased in value and whatnot. So they're nice. but people aren't really buying autographs anymore because you can't authentication. Verify. Yeah, yeah, verify that was a you know it's not Jimmy Bag of Donuts on the street signing a baseball for Ernie Banks or Paul Schoen signing it for Ted Williams. I did a couple times. Yeah, so. <laughs> So that was it for me. It was just meeting the guys and, and actually getting the chance to get an autograph from, from these guys and, and whatnot. So, and I'm I'm kind of the same. It's it's really cool 
to do all the networking because because of what we do we did we've had shit a ton of opportunities that just being goofballs coming to a con we wouldn't have had otherwise we've gotten to sit down with the likes of neil adams or ming chen brian brian o'halloran um <clears throat> i've i've been lucky enough to meet all of the people that are starred in clerks except for marilyn gigliotti and um lisa spoon hour because you know she's dead um but we've gotten to meet all of them and i mean they're always really cool especially when they have the whole idea that you're new media they're usually much more accommodating to you they'll come hang out some may even request to be on the show like neil adams um or the hell was his name the uh wallywood estate guy oh i have no idea did you ever finish that episode yeah yeah did it go out no david spurlock yes there was uh there was things behind the scenes that made me say no we're not doing that but I mean, this was a guy who had intimate knowledge of luminaries in the comic book field and just in literary field. Um, who was the one that your boy Andrew was getting a woody about? Fred, uh, Frenzetta. Yes. Yes. Thank um, you. he he knew all that stuff, and I mean, it's it's very cool, and that that's why I always push to do different comic cons because it does afford us really cool like experiences that we're not going to get otherwise hearing um do it Ch yep. chancellor martok you know just bellow across an entire convention room and it just stops and everyone looks at it stops everything an incredible actor um i god i wish his name hertzler. wasn't escaping yes hertzler jg hertzler um yeah that was Holy crap. I mean, this is a guy I watched on Deep Space Nine. I was a fan of his performance for years. All of a sudden, we're sitting there multiple times talking with him like normal. I get to reach out to him by email and help him book a convention we're going to be at. And just amazing experiences. That you Same guy. You weren't at this con. Same guy. Um, recognize me. Recognize that my kids were there in the comic book um, cosplay contest. Yeah. on the fly made a whole new um subgenre of the, the cosplay contest just so my kids could win wow yeah so um and then plus just the fact that being a podcast we get to go and we get to fuck off for free at these cons and and we we, we get to have a blast these are memories that we wouldn't all have of times to hang out and goof off and do this dumb shit without it. So that that's, what's big for me is all the networking that we've gotten to do. Yeah. And we've had a couple of missed opportunities. We, we didn't get a chance to go anywhere near Ric Flair. No. Uh, the guy from agents of shield who is nobody now. And I don't remember what his name is, but we didn't get near him. And, and the, the tons of friends that we've made since then, Shad, Sal, like some really good friends of the show, some that have become like real close personal friends. And we, th that wouldn't have been a thing without this. So that that's what it is for me is all the networking possibilities being geek pod. So, and the cool merch. So, uh, but moving on, 
guys what you watching go all right. go at once no okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go I'll, I'll go first i don't mind all right so um tonight no spoiler but i did finish 11 63 kev i'm looking at you um great For show sure. yeah so great of course that great show now I'm probably going to go out and buy the book for sure. That looks really good. Um, but now actually I'm staying, sticking, stinking, <laughs> sticking with Hulu. Um, Dope Sick. That's another show I'm starting to get into. Um, that's Michael Keaton. Anything Michael Keaton does, um, he's one of my favorite actors. Um, basically, this is a series that takes viewers in the um, um, epicenter of America's struggle with the opioid addiction. So that's what it entails. So, is it Rosario Dawson in that? I was just gonna get there. Rosario Dawson's in it. Uh, the kid from Where the Millers, the one he's like up oh, at my Bing Bong, like literally, like yeah, like you you've seen Where the Millers? <laughs> no, you've never seen Where the Millers. I, I know the kid you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Watch Will that. something Will, or other. Will yeah, Will Poulter. Yeah, something he's gonna like be uh, Adam, Adam Warlock in uh, okay. Guardians Three. Yeah. Listen. Okay. But There's yeah, a really like, good reason to see We Are the Millers. Just oh, watch yeah. it. Exactly. Just watch just, it. Just watch it. I'm assuming this has something to do with Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Duh. Aniston. And she's a stripper. <laughs> um, but yeah, like no, that's a um I only saw the trailer of it tonight, but only eight episodes. I'll need something to watch when I'm going out to LA to see Kev at Star Wars convention. So a celebration which will be good i'm going you're to really going really far just to meet kevin i'm just saying well that's what we got to do <laughs> you, could, but you could just go to the it mall. happens it happens <laughs> syracuse or i smash syracuse now whatever it is but uh, no that's um no it's um like i said i only saw the trailer but pretty interested so dope sick check it out looks really good moving is on it, is that the one that um uh, Zendaya is in. Who? No, that's a different one. Euphoria is what Zendaya. Oh, that's Euphoria. Okay. Yeah, that's HBO. Okay. Anyway, uh, you going to talk about She-Hulk? You want to talk about my second viewing of Moon Knight? Whatever. Uh, let's do She-Hulk. Yeah, let's do that first. Um, I mean, we it's, we don't have much to go on. Just the uh, the trailer, as you mentioned in the news. Uh, some people are iffy about the CGI for specifically She-Hulk. Um, and we're, we're theorizing that hopefully it's preliminary, but we don't know. Um, otherwise, looks funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they've said it's going to be more of a, a, a comedy. It's going to be like yeah. a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got this covered in Cosmic Book News. Keep trying to throw stories out there that behind the scenes things are a disaster, you know, like they do with anything that's female led. Uh, but from the preview, it looks solid and it really feels like the comic book. Okay. Um, just because cool. you mentioned uh, Cosmic Book News, Matt McGloin, fuck off. Mm. Do we know if it's going to be like a new series or is it like a limited series like Kenobi? I think they're marketing all of them as a limited series until it isn't. Yeah. Um, true. I'm looking forward to it. I like Tatiana Maslany. Um, the trailer looks good. I mean, she sounds great. She sounds like she's bought into the part. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, the litmus test is going to be when I show it to the kids and see what they say about it. Um, Madison Although, right now. I is, did see a. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Madison right now, all of her laser focus is on Ms. Marvel. 
So I she's did a see huge fan. Sorry, news continue. Headline no. that said she Hulk fans need to be put in a horny jail. So I saw I'm that guessing, too. I, I, I don't know what that means. I didn't click on the article, but I can guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they made, you know, they made Tatiana look um, uh, significantly different than she does normally, <laughs> which isn't really all that bad. So, can we just say that John Byrne drew a smoking hot She Hulk? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is basically for the, the, the top row here for on mine that's Hugh and Kev. Um no. No, yeah, I I just I'm I didn't realize Kev was on your top row. He is on mine. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, is... I'm going off of what the view is when the show goes out. That's all, guys. It's not I'm in the basement. Yeah. The corbs are higher. Well, down. no, it's just weird because I have my setup and it's always the same. And it's just jarring when someone reminds me this is not how this it is. This is not what it really one. looks like. Uh yes. Do, do so we put, do we need to put the lotion on? Put the lotion on the skin. But yeah, it, it's it's Kev, me, and Hugh, and I, the the viewers at home are like, "Why are you illustrating this?" It's not the same for everybody. And then, and the two then yeah, in, in the in, in the basement are the Corbett twins. So that's interesting. Hey, have Corbett's we better looking have, one? So have we covered this before? Are you two guys related in any way, shape, or form? We're actually cousins. Oh, okay, they're yeah. twins. You don't see the resemblance. Well, I do see a resemblance, actually. No, Kev, I'm sorry. I can't play this joke on you. Yeah, we're not cousins. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, we're all related some way, shape, or form. True. So, there you go. So Back to probably, uh, what we're watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is probably a stupid question. I'll throw it out there, but I'm yep. learning. Uh, She-Hulk. Is um, She-Hulk Bruce Banner's sister? or is it Cousin. Like, cousin. Cousin. Okay. Oddly enough, now that worked out. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've never read the comic book. Shocking. How sh- yeah, shocking, I know. I've touched comic books before, but I've never read It's a good question. To move them aside when we're recording. You should ask the question. It's a good question. It's, it's how, does she that- get, how does she get, the, how does she become? She a transfusion. Mm-hmm. From her, her cousin. Blood. Yeah. And Bruce is the match. Yep. Oh. Okay. That's. I, I didn't know if she like jumped on some gamma radiation type thing like he did i don't know i was just trying to figure it out no that's, west, that was a good they're question. west virginia cousins that's how it happened Ooh. ozark cousins. that's the wastelands come on wow yeah, went there. that's old man wow. logan right there <laughs> well that reminds me of something but i bet I... it does so anyway, so if we're if we're done with She-Hulk, are we? We we're okay with where it's going. Yeah. No. There isn't no. really much more we can say. I mean, it was. I mean, not a really. Trailer. I would, if I were you guys, I would investigate the um, the. Uh, th- there's a there's a video that right right next to it on YouTube, um, talks about um, Easter eggs. I, I would look at that. It's a very interesting what he points out. Okay. Some, some some connections to some other shows. Oh, I really, bet. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. So, but that, anyway, that's all I have to say about she she Hulk. Other than I'm very I'm looking forward to it. I'm very interested. Well, you've been looking forward to it since they cast the lead actress. 
She was I a have. Of years, I have. So. I mean, I've never, I never read the comic book. I know, uh, you know, the story peripherally, but because of the actress, I'm looking forward to it because I know she does a really good job. Perfect. So, so anyway, yep. so anyway, yeah, the wife and I, um, I, I explained to her what Moon Knight was. She heard had heard us talking about it here on the show, and she asked questions about it. She's like, well, "What is that?" And I said, "Well, it's a it's a uh, short series on Disney Plus." And she's like, "I like all the stuff on Disney Plus." I'm like, "Well, I didn't really know what you'd think about it, so let's let's take a walk through it." And what I did for her, and without giving spoilers away, was I explained a few things. You know, this is what's going on. You know, DID, dissociative identity disorder. And what I understood about the character a little bit, and then what I what I gleaned from the from the uh, series without telling her about what was coming up, and then we talked about things. So like we'd stop it and I'd say, "Well, what did you think about that part? What did you think about that?" And then she was getting it. She totally got it. She was able to follow it. She understood it. Um, the very little bit of explanation I gave to her, um, she said, it actually helped, and uh, she liked it. She she liked it, and I have to admit. I picked up an awful lot watching it the second time through, especially before our conversations and conversations I've had with Paul. And um, I walked away with a much better appreciation for the work they did to go as far as they did with the character. And I think that it was actually a well-made, very well-acted, and a very interesting short series that i think i think still only appeals to true moon knight fans um but i think this might actually make some moon knight fans out of people if they go back and they watch it through a second time or maybe a third time because the detail the friggin detail there's so many things to miss just it's it it's it's really worth it and I liked it. We liked it. We both we both liked it. So I'm, I'm really happy we did that. Good. That's all I had. Oh, I did have one more one more thing. Unless you guys want to talk about Moon Knight. Somebody mentioned something about the Ozarks. Kathy and I finished Ozark, and uh, the ending was surprising in one way and and not in another. Um, but the really neat thing, uh, uh, so the ending was you know it ended, it's done, it's over with. Uh, but then they had um a um making of kind of a show and that was really interesting to talk to all the actors and uh get their kind of views and some of the directors and who the directors actually were i didn't really understand um you know the kind of stuff they'd done who they were and 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 why they were pulled in um very 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 interesting what they had to say and how how close they were and the kind of the kind of uh, the time they had on set and stuff. So, very very interesting. And in the way the story wraps up, if you haven't watched Ozark, watch it. Go binge it. It's very worth it. You'll you you won't regret the time you spend. Spoiler free because Kevin I Kevin I think are the only two that watched it here. Um, but um, yeah, the making of because Jason Bateman just was wrapping up Arrested Development. He wanted to. Uh, do a show that was totally different for sure but spoiler free kev um i was mixed with the ending and we'll talk about it off camera but uh spoiler free were you satisfied with the ending yeah my brother's the same way 
<laughs> You're like, no. <"Nah." laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. How many? How many seasons? Four, uh, 44 episodes, four seasons, hour-long episodes. The fourth season is split in two. You won't get that if you go and binge it, obviously, but they split it for us to make us wait. Right. But, yeah, like, Kev, we'll talk more about it off camera, but, yeah, I'm mixed. But, yeah, I feel you. Back to Paul. <laughs> Not me. I have nothing else to add to uh, the midstream. Uh, uh, I just... <laughs> Sorry, Hugh. Go ahead. Didn't Go ahead. Good job. I just uh, I watched the next episode of Billy the Kid, so it showed how he's kind of becoming a, a an outlaw, cattle rustler. Um, his the first guy he actually killed and stuff that kind of made him an outlaw. So that's where it is right now. So it's actually pretty good. So nice. Well, I will say the Northman is fucking amazing and 100% worth watching um, I don't even want to say anymore the less you know the better just go into it and watch it uh, also uh, Morbius hit digital uh, so I watched it um, I don't think it was a bad movie I don't understand all the hate um, it's not as good as some of the other Marvel stuff but even you know my daughter was like hey I really like that are they making another one nice so I don't. I really don't understand why everybody hated it so much. I don't know. I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I, I, mean, I want to check it out. It's not, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home or anything, but uh, well, it shouldn't be expected to be. Isn't it more of a darkish yeah. Marvel movie? It's it's a, it's a horror. Why. It's a horror movie almost. Okay. Lots of violence, lots of death, but I mean, I I, I kind of want to see what happens next. Nice. Hopefully they watch, keep expanding. I also got to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh my god, that movie's so good. Yeah, it is. Yes, really, really is. All right. Um, anybody else have anything to add, or are we done? Mm, nope. I think we might be done. All right then. I think it's time for you to grab your nuggets. All right. The vast majority of frogs are not forklift certified. Good night, everybody, and mega baby bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.